Hello, lovelies, and welcome to the 14th episode of the Academy of Self-Love podcast. I am your host, Alana Abby Walker. I am a self-love and mindset coach, and I am obsessed with all things self-development and have learned so much on my journey of life so far that I want to share it all with you. This is a podcast about self-love and self-worth and why these factors are the key ingredients to living the life you dream of and being the person you've always dreamed of being. Self-love and self-worth turn your dreams into reality, and I'm going to show you how episode by episode. So today's topic, guys, is a really exciting one. I am, like all the topics we talk about, obsessed with this. Uh, We are going to be talking about love languages. Now, most of you have probably heard this term before. It's not super new, um, but it is a generally new psychological term to define um, the way that we love. So big question, what are love languages in case you haven't heard this term before and why are they important? Well, Love languages are the ways we uniquely show others how we like to be loved and how we like to love others. They're important because how I might show love can be very different than how you show love or how you need to be loved to feel truly appreciated and, um, and loved. Some love languages don't resonate with everyone, and some of us dance within all of them. But it is important to know what your love languages are and how high some of them rank on a scale uh, of five. It is important to know what your love languages are and the love languages of the people around you so you can accurately communicate your needs and desires and be able to love people the way they want to or need to be loved as well. I bring this up because this was a really important realization I had a few years ago. In almost all cultures around the world, we talk about the golden rule, which is treat others the way you want to be treated. But a while back, I heard about, uh, I believe it was a book. um, I don't know what else came from it, but it's called the platinum rule. And it was essentially the idea of challenging the golden rule, not to say that it's wrong, but to say that we're thinking about how we treat other people and love other people differently, that we're treating them the way that we want to be treated rather than looking at them as individuals and treating them the way that they want to be treated. So why do we need to care and love about people the way they want to be treated? Because we're all different. We want different things. We need different things. And the way that we respond to love and feel loved and cared for is entirely different. And so although it is important for us to be able to naturally love the way that comes organically to us, it's also important to let other people uh, love us the way that they want to and recognize their love language for exactly what it is them trying to love you in the ways that they know best how to. So what are the five love languages? 
or the five main love languages. So here they go. The first one is words of affirmations. So that can be giving someone compliments, expressing your love and appreciation towards them, bragging to other people about them, writing them love letters, whatever creatively you can think of that has to do with words of affirmations, people who really respond to that love that. That's how they feel cared for. Number two, acts of service. So this can be helping helping to lighten the load for any sort of responsibility or tasks. You know, someone who really responds to feeling loved by their spouse going and doing the groceries or laundry for them or helping them with building a part of their business or, um, you know, just supporting them and even sometimes being there for something that seems a little challenging. That's a really great way to respond to someone who has a high up uh, love language of acts of service. Number three is quality time. That's pretty self-explanatory. These people love to spend time over um, oftentimes gift giving, which is another um, one we'll get to. But it's really about spending that quality time, really getting to have you know moments together whether that's in relationship, in a romantic relationship or platonic relationship, it doesn't matter. It's doing things. It's going to the movies. It's sharing experiences. It's talking for hours on end. It's, it's the people who are there for you in the hard times and the not so hard times. And you would think that that's something that maybe everyone you know appreciates. And yes, I'm sure to some degree everyone appreciates quality time. But there's some people that it's a bit higher up on their love language scale. And the fourth one is gift giving. So just like I said, you know, it doesn't have to be super materialistic. It can be literally plucking a flower out of the garden and giving it to someone you care about. Um, it can be something sentimental that you created, a card, uh, whatever it is. Or it can be that, you know, and there's no shame in this, you know, someone who is um, really enjoys material things, you know, whether that's shopping or, um, I don't know, jewelry, or if your partner's really into video games, like whatever it is, you know, it's that, that gift giving, you're, you're sort of exchanging that energy. You're giving a part of something you worked for to make someone else happy. And then the last one is physical touch. So hugs, kisses, you can fill in the blanks of the rest. <laughs> um, yeah, so those are the five love languages. So the concept of these five main love languages was created and published by a guy named Gary Chapman, PhD. And he put all this information into his best-selling book called The Five Love Languages. The book did so well, it was a widespread success and it spread to over 20 million people worldwide. It's surpassed that uh, amount of people now and was translated into 50 different languages. And it was so widely adopted by professionals and individuals alike that it really revolutionized and changed the way that we talk about love and talk about the language of love and the way that we communicate with each other about love. Now, the reason I said, you know, the top 
uh, or the main love languages is because obviously before um, this theory was created, there were other you know ways to talk about love languages, not exactly as concrete as this, not as foolproof as this. So there are you know arguably alternative love languages. This is really just a general scope for you to learn what the main love languages are or what the the majority of people really resonate to and you know the validity of uh, Gary Chapman's research and findings has just been proven to be successful and adopted over the years like I said by so many professionals and individuals that it's it just works it's stuck you know it's uh, integrated itself into modern psychology and it's how most people talk about the language of love and learn how to communicate those things with your partner or the other people in your life. So time for a little personal story here. Um, I've had many situations in my life that made me realize how important the communication of love is. And understanding how other people communicate through their different love styles and love languages. But I think the first one that really stuck out to me was between me and my grandfather. So um, my mother's father, um, he, my mother's side of the family is all from Quebec, and living in Montreal, in Ontario, or sorry, in, oh my gosh, Montreal in Canada. And um, so I lived in Ontario, so I lived um, quite a, a ways away, we grew up there, and um, I would only generally see my grandfather maybe a few times a year, depending, sometimes more, sometimes less. But without knowing it, quality time was a very huge uh, love language for me. It's it's top top if if there's any of them quality time is definitely the top one for me and um, I didn't know this at the time I didn't know how to express it I was quite young and um, I also had no idea you know how to even assess my family's love languages and I would oftentimes go to um, my grandparents house in Montreal and have amazing experiences with them but I felt like a lot of the time I was spending um, time with my grandmother and I always wanted to spend more time with my grandpa and um, you know he was busy he ran his own business but he was always there like we'd always have dinners together and there was always certain things that we did do together Um, but there was one really profound conversation that we ended up having this one time Um, I can't really remember how it got started, but it was something along the lines of me not feeling appreciated, not feeling loved. And my, I think my mom had expressed this to my grandpa and he was really confused. He was like, you know, you're firstly, you're my only granddaughter, but also we have such a great relationship. And he did, he loved me so dearly. Like he, hell, he him and my grandmother have pictures of me up everywhere. They have like a whole little shrine towards me in their house. And it was like, it was undeniable that these people just adored me. So he was just so confused as to how I could ever feel that way. And 
he so he asked me to go on the phone with him and I talked with him and I explained to him that I was feeling this way and he asked me why and I said to him you know I go with grandma to the mall we go shopping we watch movies we watch cartoons together we do all these things together and of course I see you and of course you know we hug and we talk and we we have dinners together but I just feel like you know I want to spend more time with you and and he's like well why don't you just ask me he's like I would love to spend time with you of course like there's some things that he's you know likes to do more than other things but he's like of course if you want to spend more time with me then let's like let's do it and it was shocking to me because it was like oh okay um I literally just had to tell him that this was my love language this is what um this is what I needed to feel loved and appreciated and he felt like he was doing everything within his love languages to show me how much he loved and appreciated me but what I came to break down and understand was you know he came from a background where like his parents were immigrants and they came over to Canada and they had to start from scratch and his parents also passed away when he was quite young and so he had to take care of his two sisters um, I think at the age of 17 was when it happened and so he was quite young and having to take on all this responsibility and he ended up creating a very very successful business for himself and did very well for himself um, and what I ended up learning was that that ended up becoming his love language that him taking care of whether it was acts of service or gift giving however you want to look at it was really his way of taking care of the people in his life even from a very early age and that was eye-opening to me because then it made me understand that all this time I had spent with him, you know, taking me, saying to my grandmother, take her shopping, whatever she wants to do, go do this, go have fun, uh, go to the movies, you know, watch your cartoons, like whatever it was, it didn't matter. You know, he, he was always so generous. And to me, I just wanted to spend time with him, but I, we weren't understanding each other's love languages. And so once I understood that him taking me on these shopping sprees and, and doing these things was really his ultimate way of trying to show me that he loved me, I could finally understand that, okay, he has been showing me this all along. We just needed to have that conversation. We just needed to have that bit of communication for him to understand what I needed and for me to understand what he needed. And also to learn more about his own love languages and how I could show him how much that I loved him. So that was really the, the breaking moment for me that allowed me to see how important and how much it can shape a relationship with anyone, not just your romantic partners, with your family, with your friends, with anyone in your life, even your boss, <laughs> okay, 
<laughs> you can literally use the language of love to communicate with absolutely anyone. And once you know what people want and desire and need, and once you know what you want and desire and need, it changes the game. It changes everything. And you can have so much more beautiful and healthy relationships with people just by opening up those lines of communication and having that self-awareness about yourself. And I also want to make it you know, abundantly clear that it is all about communication. Most things in relationships, even with yourself, even the relationship you have with yourself is all about honesty and communication and being clear on your needs because the way that you are loved is a need. It's not, you know, negotiable. It is a fact and we need to honor that fact. So love is needed for a happy life, but if we can't communicate to the people around us how we prefer to be loved, we will never really feel fully loved. We'll never feel that fulfillment in love. And that would be an absolute pity when all it takes is a bit of communication and understanding. I also think it's important to note that we do have to have a healthy level of expectation. And it is normal to a degree to have expectations. Um, not so much to like place them on any specific person, but to really know your own boundaries and needs. And that is your expectation. Not something you put on someone else, but just what you hold as a standard for yourself. And like I said, it's healthy to have a certain level of those expectations, but we can't get so controlling over how we need to be loved that we then project that onto our relationships and almost try and control the way that others love us. Like I said, it's a bit, it's a bit of a counterbalancing act. We need to let go of a lot of expectations and allow people to love us the way that they want to love us a lot of the time. But it's also equally as important to communicate what it is that you need, what it is that you want. Um, because our, the people in our life and our partners, they want to do those things for us. But they can't if we don't tell them. Now, of course, love goes beyond what you do for each other, uh, what you show for each other, and what you feel for one another even. And to a degree, we must let others love us the way that they want to love us. The way that it's natural to them, like I said. But it is also crucial to tell your partner, for example, you have a preferred love language of gift giving and really like getting flowers. So you can start by communicating things like this to your partner and or buy yourself flowers since we often forget that we teach people how to love us by how we love ourselves. But we don't need to consistently ask for what we want or desire once we have had that conversation of clear communication about what it is that we need and desire. Although we do need to normalize asking for what we want, because as much as the people in our lives love us, they are not mind readers. 
Let me repeat this because I've had to learn this the hard way too. (laughs) They are not mind readers and they want to know how to love and cherish you the way you want to be loved and cherished. And they want you to want to learn how to love and cherish them the way that they prefer to be loved and cherished as well. So my practice for you listeners today is to then really get introspective, really figure out and be honest with yourself about what are the ways that you enjoy being loved. And that can mean always, but the best thing to do is to create a rating system of one to five and what is the top love language that you need to be fulfilled And break it down into, you know, what is your top and go all the way down to what is your least preferred, not maybe least preferred, but not as important as number one. And I will be linking a fun little five uh, love language quiz in the description. So feel free to take that quiz to figure out uh, where you are and what are your main love languages so that you know what you need in life and then you can from there go and communicate that to the people around you and also remember to maybe ask the people in your life to take this quiz and see what are their love languages so that you can start really truly embracing the people around you for who they are and the way that they want to be loved and let me tell you once you start integrating the language of love and love styles into the way that you develop your relationships, it will be life-changing and you will see a huge difference in appreciation for yourself, for your relationships, and the way that you make the people in your life feel. Thank you again for a beautiful episode and I hope this helps guys. Please share uh, rate and um, just keep keep showing the love for this podcast and we hope to grow and share this with as many people as possible so please give us a follow on Instagram and on Facebook as well and um, don't forget to subscribe and follow on Spotify and Apple So you can get updates of the new episodes coming out as they come out. And if you're interested in working with me one-on-one right now, um, I have a few placements available. So please reach out to me on Instagram is probably the best way, if not through Facebook. Um, And I can't wait for the next episode, guys. Talk to you later.